We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. As I was teasing poor uh, big weeds, Jake Volnick there in the 2020, as if I, once upon a time as a 2020 guy, had any room to talk there as the worst 2020 guy in the history of 92.3 The Fan, so we you were not great at it. You're not great at it. It's, you, it's, you're a big handsy guy. I'm still handsy. That's just who I am. I got these big old meat hooks. I like to move them around a little bit. We used to mess with you bad, man, back yeah. in the day. I remember there was very early on, like this is when we were, I mean, maybe three or four months, because it was like October. It was dark. I was grumpy because I, I had another full-time job that I worked a lot, and you and Adam were messing with me, and on air, I said something really snide to both of you. And I almost don't even remember what it was anymore, but I hit both of you with an insult, thinking we're all friends here. Uh, you guys didn't look at me for about three to six months. You got screwed. It was probably more the big guy. Um, No. No, I think I was a D to you. It was not. I think I hit you harder than I did him. And uh, But we listen, 12 years later, we made We've up. We've evolved. It only took 12 years, and here we are. Uh, but uh, here we are talking about the Browns-Texans playoff game, Houston, tomorrow, 4.30 in the afternoon in Houston, and to talk about the whole shebang. Uh, you know him from It's Always Game Day in Cleveland, the, the legendary Cleveland podcast. You know him from his work as 92.3 The Fan Beat Reporter, Browns Beat Reporter, brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. The great Daryl Ryder joins us now. What's up, buddy? Hello, boys. How are we? I think we I think we caught the bug today. I think, you know, the way the schedule worked is it, it just took a long time to really hone in and focus on this game. It was a slow burn, and I'm ready, man. I, I, I wish it would kick off when we got off the air at, at 7 o'clock. Well, uh, 24 hours from now, we will be immersed in uh, in things and uh, what about probably just coming out of the locker room after halftime, right? So how are we feeling? We vibe, get that, a little vibe a little check vibe here, Daryl, on yeah. a Friday? Oh, supreme confidence. Supreme confidence? Supreme confidence. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm confident. I mean, but NFL Network, or sorry, ESPN, four of the five prognosticators? You, you could have stopped at ESPN and just moved on. <laughs> Easy, Daryl. <laughs> No, no, no. I collect a paycheck from uh, them. Yeah, but I don't. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so where does that supreme confidence come from? What, which, which part of this specifically are you supremely confident about? Um, well, I, look, I mean, the, the, the mood in the locker room this week was just the same as it's been any other week. Um, they're not doing anything different. They haven't changed anything, nor should they, uh, because what they've been doing uh, is working. Also... Uh, the, the fact that they have the best defense in the NFL, they're the best at defending the pass in the NFL, they're the best at getting off the field in third down uh, in the NFL where they struggle is when the offense turns the ball over and, uh, you know, gives them a short field to defend. But, um, you know, I, I just uh, – the last time uh, the Browns led the NFL in total overall defense was 1955. This is the fifth time in franchise history that they've done that. Uh, and in three of the previous four years that the Browns have led in total defense, 
They've won the whole shebang. So I, I feel really, really good. Defense wins championships, and the Browns have a championship-caliber defense. What's the key to the game, Daryl? I, I, I think it's turnovers. Um, that's the only thing that worries me uh, is, you know, the Browns uh, give it away more than any team in the NFL. The Houston Texans give it away the least of any team in the NFL. That's my number one concern uh, is uh, turnovers and giving Houston those extra possessions where they turn those turnovers into points. That, that's really my number one uh, concern. Um, certainly, things are a little different now. Uh, Will Anderson Jr. Uh, and uh, Jonathan Grenard, they're both going to play. Um, you're going to have uh, C.J. Stroud, who they didn't see on Christmas Eve either, which changes things a little bit. But look, the type of defense that the Browns play, uh, that man-to-man style, well, it's not one that C.J. Stroud likes to see uh, here in his rookie season. And I think as he grows in his career, he's going to be better, but he, he tends to not play at his best when he's working against these man-to-man type defenses. So uh, I am uh, very interested to see how that uh, plays out. Daryl, part of the conversation we had early was about setting the tone for this game from the Brown side of things. So if you could choose, um, if we gave you the right to choose whether the Browns' defense is on the field first or the offense is on the field first, what do you, what, which side of the ball would you like to see on the field first for Cleveland? I'm taking the ball, trying to march down the field and punch him in the face right out of the gate, just like they did uh, on Christmas Eve. Uh, four of the five starts for Joe Flacco on the opening drive have ended in touchdowns. So put the offense out there and set the tone right away. How about this defense's ability to travel? Is it still a concern? It is a little bit of a concern. Um, uh, obviously, the way they uh, played on uh, Christmas Eve gives you a little hope, minus that little stretch there uh, in the fourth quarter that caused Kevin Stefanski to put the starters back on the field to, to close the thing out. But um, that, it, that is a thing. Um, and, uh, you know, listening to Miles Garrett talk, listening to Jim Schwartz talk and some of the other defensive guys, they, they're very well aware that they've not played their best football uh, away from home uh, and, and of course again Stroud's going to give them uh, a little more of a challenge than uh, Case Keenum obviously did on Christmas Eve but um, I just I feel like this team is going to go as far not so much as Joe Flacco can carry them but as the defense is going to take them um, and if this defense plays up to what they did in the regular season um, it's going to be a fun playoff run for Browns fans but if they don't then, um, you know, we're, we're going to be sitting here talking about what could have, would have, should have been. Daryl, I bought my entire family Flacco jerseys. Is that a good call? Absolutely. Like, th- th- this, this story is something that... We'll never forget. Right. We're going to be talking, about, regardless of the outcome tomorrow, regardless of the outcome, we are going to be talking about this for years to come, what Joe Flacco has been able to do. And just to kind of put it in perspective here, um, he's the first player in NFL history uh, with two touchdown passes and at least 250 yards in each of his first five games uh, with the new team. Second player ever to throw for over 300 in four of his first five games. Uh, the Browns offense, uh, 1,616 pass yards, 13 touchdowns. That ranks second in the entire NFL. 
He has more touchdown passes than some teams had in the NFL this season. Uh, this is the, you, you could not script this better. Uh, this is just such a wonderful story. Um, he's such a professional. It, it's, uh, and he, he has just given them hope that they have a legitimate chance to get to Las Vegas. That's not to say that it's going to happen, but he's got 10 playoff uh, victories under his belt. Seven of those have come on the road. That ties him with Tom Brady for the most in NFL history. He's thrown for two touchdowns in each of his last eight playoff starts. Uh, that's a great call by you <laughs> that you got. And I, and I got, the, and I got the white one, the 1946 one. Ah, see that that's my favorite. Yeah, me too. It, it, that is my, my favorite. Um, I, I absolutely love the white helmets. I hope we get to see that uniform again. Uh, there's uh, going to be in the orange helmet, white Jersey and orange pants, uh, tomorrow. That is the same uniform that they wore in 2021, where they uh, went to Pittsburgh and slapped the Steelers around for four quarters in the wild card game, but no one was allowed to attend, including head coach Kevin Stefanski. Daryl, we've had a few different pundits on talking about Joe Flacco, and the varying beliefs are, ah, oh, the magic is going to run out, or that we've seen the best. <laughs> I always hate that, right? That, that's how our business works. Build them up to tear them down. I right? mean, I think that's and, fair. And, 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 and it's like, they're just waiting for him to turn into the pumpkin at midnight, right? And I, I hate that. That's the one thing in our business that I absolutely hate is the, the, the build them up to tear them down thing. Just waiting for the, the bad stuff to happen. The other shoot a drop. I don't think it's going to, by the way. Well, that's actually where I was going to go with it, wondering whether you think, because we also had uh, Mike Sando on with JP the other night. Mike Sando said he doesn't think we've seen the best of Joe Flacco in Cleveland yet. I was going to say that's a scary prospect to think about. Well, I, yep. not, not for Browns fan, but for, for every team the NFL, that they yeah. have to play, right? Yeah. What do you think? What, what can the Browns do to unlock the next rung of Joe Flacco? And do you think there is one more gear to get to offensively with Joe? I would say uh, eliminate those uh, eliminate those mental mistakes, right? Receivers be where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there. I mean, that's where some of his eight interceptions have come from. Um, it was interesting. I was on a, a station in Houston uh, this afternoon, and they were talking about the eight interceptions. And I said, well, let me give you some context. Two of those interceptions came on uh, deep balls, uh, one against the, you, you know, the Texans and then one – uh, against the Rams. So we're going to scratch those off the list. You can live with that. Now we're down to six picks, right? Well, three of them had a receiver not doing what they were supposed to do. So let's take three more of those uh, off uh, the list. Now we're down to three picks. Well, one of those came against the Texans at the end of the half when they couldn't kick a 36-yard field goal. Well, let's scratch that. So in reality, from my perspective, he's got 13 touchdowns and two interceptions when you're talking about legitimate mistakes that are his fault. Where, uh, you know, so I, I th that to me is the, the next level, right? That uh, they don't have interceptions as the result of receivers making a mistake and not being where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there. And if that happens, well, I don't know. I, something tells me he's got a four. Something tells me he's got a 400 yard game in him. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, if you talk about the next level, that's the next level. 400 yards, three, you know, three, four, five touchdowns in a game. Um, I don't know if that comes tomorrow or whatever, but 
that to me is the next level because we've seen some pretty good Joe Flacco here in these five starts. Daryl, I've got a silver lining as to why this being a road game is a positive. You know why? Why is that? Kicking. Because we got a kicker who's not really kicked in Cleveland Brown Stadium <laughs> and it's supposed to be like 50-mile-an-hour winds tomorrow. Yeah, it's a good call by you. It's going to be perfect conditions. If we need a kick, I think he'll be more com- yeah. uh, comfortable. He kicked in Detroit in the Dome, right? I mean, yeah. so he's used to those conditions. Well, not only that, and look, he, he won a wild-card game uh, last year uh, with a, uh, a late field goal, uh, which Bubba Ventrone pointed out. He kicked well in Detroit this year. Um, he's He's been all right um these last two weeks here so that's a good call by you dustin hey that's two for you in a day you got flacco jerseys and you you got the kicker there good for you it's called winning daryl you're that's and you know what you're a buckeye that's all you do and the buckeyes are winning today too by the way yeah you saw the news i think the whole damn week it's been a hell of a week for for, uh for for ohio just don't tell anthony lima um (laughs) let me ask you so i i know this i I know is harbaugh the chargers coach yet has that Uh, happened no, but the okay. odds on Harbaugh not being in the NFL next year are actually now like minus one something. And earlier this week, they were like plus 700. So oh, okay. uh, the, the, he could be coming back. You never know here. You I did want to ask offer you. He can't refuse. I know this weekend you mentioned, uh, sorry, this weekend we, we know the, the uniform combo. If they wanted to, at any point, could the Browns pull out the, the white helmets in the playoffs? I believe they're allowed one game where they can do that. I'm not 100% sure on that, but we have seen uh, playoff games where uh, a throwback has been worn before. So I I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I have to double-check the that particular uniform rule, but my fingers are crossed we get to see it. I got to say I would want to save it for Baltimore, yeah. going into Baltimore in a hypothetical AFC title game if – uh, Miami and Pittsburgh also win this weekend, and you get a chance to get a home playoff game next week. You know what would look incredible, too, is the white helmet with the brown jersey and the white pants. Uh, so you know what we were into yesterday? The color rush brown with the white with helmet. With the white helmet. Yeah, yeah somebody, somebody did the combination on Madden. It looked it, pretty yeah, sick. Yeah, it looked really yeah. awesome. Yeah, the, that I think that white helmet's a game changer. Orange is a, it's a tough color. When you're talking about the world of fashion, and I believe me, know nothing about fashion, but uh, I do know that no. orange and brown is a very tough color combination. But that white helmet really it goes makes with almost any combination. Uniforms. It really does. It makes their stuff pop. So I hope they keep that helmet going forward. Daryl, it's prediction time. Let's do this. Uh, I've got the uh, I got the brownies winning. Uh, spreads minus two, correct? Yes, sir. All right, I got the Browns winning by four. Ooh, all right, but we got to get an actual score so we can write it down and talk. Uh, let me uh, pull up my preview that I'm writing right now because I did write a score down. Um, Browns 31, Texans 27. All right, that is a very popular score for this. A lot of the the predictions are about 31, 27, 30, 24. Oh, we're going to see some points tomorrow. Buckle up. I'm ready for it. Uh, Daryl, great stuff, buddy. Excited. Just excited to have you here. Glad to see you're vibing as well. Have a great weekend, bud. You too. Enjoy the game tomorrow, guys. You as well. Daryl Ryder there brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. We got plenty to get to, but at Nick Wilson says, at Dustin Fox 37 social media reactions brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Uh, it's, it's, it's vibing time right now. Where are you at with this game? Josh, Michael, Brad, you guys next, and... 
what they got wrong on the Browns already heading into this game. 92.3 The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In a way, I'm very glad. Very glad it's the first game. Just so I can spend the rest of the weekend simmering. Because <laughs> if they win... Oh, you think uh, Ken Carmen's attempts at burning uh, furniture are significant? It's going to be a weekend for your boy. Ken, uh, is Ken going to burn a couch again? I don't know. Can he get the the couch out the door? I think that was the problem this last time. Well, I mean, now that he's lost all that weight. That's true. That's true. Well, I'm no, I worried about him fitting through the door. I was going to say, I think, I think he fit through the door no matter what. It was the couch oh, that didn't the couch. fit through I the door. I think we're taking yeah. a, making a fat joke. No, no, he's that, no longer like a fat, fat fatty fat. Yeah, I mean, he's looking really good. He, looks he really is. Yeah, um, and but and he's he's so weird about this stuff. But he didn't want to talk about it. It's just oh I no, just, he wants to talk about it. Well, yeah, but he wants you to talk about it, but he doesn't want to talk about it, so he can demur. That's just Ken being Ken. That is fair. That's fair. I really wish those guys would have would have found that Michael Stanley song because we what played song? it earlier. Here we go again. Remember, we played it earlier in the thing, and uh, you know, here we go again. Yeah, that one. That one, because you know it'd be nice to have other people on the station play that song. You know, let's go to the phones here two one six four seven four double oh nine two. Let's go with Josh in Grand River. What's up, buddy? What you got for us? So when I called in the other day, the rating that I was talking about Flacco was a ninety point two percent passing rating. The last time Joe Flacco had a ninety point two percent pass rating, he won a Super Bowl. That hype video that they put out today with Jim Donovan. Had, has to be one of the greatest Cleveland sports hype videos of all time. I am right there in the fields. I am so ready for this game. Let's go Browns. Very good, Josh. I'll, I'll tell you, um, if you guys haven't seen the Jim Donovan, uh, you know, the, the video of the never give up, man, like it just it is pretty darn good. Now the problem is try topping that for the next round. Like, honestly, guys – the, the tissues came out for this one. Uh, I, I don't know anybody. I've not seen one person make it through the the, the Jim Donovan Browns video uh, with dry, with a dry eye. We get to the Super Bowl. I'm going to need like a, a therapy appointment to deal with it if, if we're going to just keep escalating from here. Let's go with Michael. Michael, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Hey, guys. I, th- I thought about making this call. When I heard Dustin talk about getting the Flacco jerseys for his family. Yeah. I don't think I'm the only Cleveland Browns fan that believes this. But if Joe Flacco leads the Browns into Baltimore and we're wearing all white, even if it's the orange helmet, because that's what we wore in 64, and he avenges the move by beating Baltimore in front of that city, don't give me chills right now, Michael. The f- two weeks later, if we don't bring home the Lombardi Trophy, I will still smile all summer long about what a great season this was. Michael, point. we love where you're at. Yeah, good. One, 
I mean, I'd still be pretty crestfallen if you lost in the Super Bowl, but the point well, is. Of course, it, yeah, but I mean, still, if you take the Browns to their first AFC Championship game in how many years? Uh, AFC Championship game? Yeah. 88, uh, right? Because they're in the divisional round in 94, and that's when they got Correct. bounced out. The last... I think it was 88. With, with Bernie, with I think Bernie. it was 88, yeah. Because yeah. I have vague memories of that as a really young tyke, and that's about as early as I can remember as 1988. But I do think, like, what he just said, I mean, what fills me with so much hope this year is that this year has, and I, I think we've talked about this a little bit. It was 89. 89. Um, this year has changed the way I Browns fan. And... I no longer immediately throw down the remote and say this is BS when something goes poorly. I no longer assume that an injury means uh, we're, we're no longer relevant. I, I allow things to breathe a little bit. I mean, even on, you know, even on Mondays where we came in and it wasn't a Browns victory Monday, um, I, didn't, I didn't overreact to losses to the same degree that I have previously because this team earned my trust in a way I can't recall. And I'll do I'll do respect to the 2020 team. I'm not trying to because uh, this is an extension of that, right? This it that this doesn't happen without that. Because that affords Kevin Stefanski four years. And that affords Kevin Stefanski the time to figure it out as a head coach. And that affords him time to realize Joe Woods wasn't the guy and Jim Schwartz was the guy. And there was time to bring in Bubba Ventrone. But I've never, I've, I just, guys, I haven't laughed cynically at the Browns this year the way that I have in previous years. They, they have made me realize that you can win consistently in the NFL and that, that drama doesn't necessarily mean the end of winning. And I just, there's a big part of me to kind of build on what Michael was saying that hopes that this off, that, that this uh, postseason is about continuing that work. Because if you get this win against the Texans, and whether you go to Baltimore next week or whether you would go in a hypothetical AFC title game, if you go through Baltimore, it, it would be the sweetest in the AFC title game. And it but, would be so sweet for Joe, mm-hmm. who took all all the, no pun intended, flack <laughs> when he was in Baltimore as not being elite and not being able to win the big game outside of you know some, some nice runs in the playoffs, especially that one year in 2012 how sweet for a guy who thought he was never going to put on the pads again well, to be able to make this run no offense gotta get through tomorrow no offense to joe how sweet for cleveland well yeah and i, I just it's 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 all encompassing because yes. they stole our team mm-hmm. and then their quarterback who won them their second super bowl yeah would then come beat their ass for us yeah. It's just all it's, well, it's just one big circle. And you'd be going through the best team uh, and the best chance Baltimore's had to win since 2019. And I think that's powerful. I think the idea of it's it's so many interlocking layers of Joe having played there and winning Super Bowl there. And they they you know, he was not happy when they moved on although he understands the business of it. There were some hard feelings there and he felt um he felt a lack of loyalty there, even though he's been very classy about it. Like, I remember reading about it at the time. Um, you know, then it's in Baltimore. Then it would be the divisional title game, or sorry, the divisional round or the AFC title game. And then it would be revenge for 94. And I'll be honest with you. I don't think there's ever anything that will make me truly forgive 
Art Modell from stealing this team. And honestly, we've let Baltimore off early. Uh, or let them off easy. Because I don't forgive a town that cried for a decade about having a, another town steal their team in the dead of night. And then they did the same damn thing. And they wear those colors. They wear that. They they took the championship in 99 or 2000 that was built off the team that was really built off the assets that Cleveland had had with guys like our kicker, with guys like some of our offensive linemen, with some of our best players, that with, with their PR staff and all that stuff. They stole a championship from Cleveland legitimately, and they wear those colors ironically. So this season, feel I mean, if there's any year where I would be confident going into Baltimore in a playoff game, if you get there, and beating that team in their own town with their own former franchise quarterback, it's this year. And that is, that's the kind of credit I can give to this team. Let's go with Brad. Welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for What's me? up, Brad? Hey, guys. Love the show. I'm a big fan. Um, I just wanted to call. I'll make it kind of short to piggyback on the Daryl conversation. I think when he was talking about um, not every interception that was thrown <clears throat> uh, being at the, at the hand of Flacco, no pun intended, and then the fact that we have um, – the like the injuries and the shortcomings on defense as of recent, but they're they're plugging and playing as if nothing's happened. I think this year is the best year to execute the idea of not playing with our food. In 2020, that first game against Pittsburgh, it was the hottest start. Seemed like it was over midway into the second quarter. Very similar to the Jets game that just happened on Thursday night. But I think Kevin Stefanski's learned. I think. The captains on defense have learned. The players at Superman on offense have learned. If it's win or go home, and let's just ballpark throw it out that it's 20 to 10 going into halftime. It's comfortable. It's not safe, but it's comfortable. I think Stefanski's learned, shove it down their throat. And it's and it's going one and oh. It's, but you shove it down their throat, and then if we go to the divisional round, look, if Flacco's playing the way that he is, and we're humming like we've been humming, don't stop. Just don't don't stop. Put the pedal to the floor, and let's just show them who we really are. I appreciate you guys letting me call, and let's go. Go Browns. Go Browns, buddy. Great stuff, Brad. And I think, I think that's why earlier in the show I said I want to see the defense first. I want the defense to go out there and play with their hair on fire to start the game. Don't even give the Texans a chance to get in the game. Because I think there's a world in which if the defense comes out on fire and then you get that Joe Flacco, that first drive with Kevin Stefanski in the end zone, you can make this game more comfortable where you where you put all the pressure on them in front of their home fans. 216-474-0092. Final segment of our show coming up for today. Of course, we've got overtime with Jonathan Peterland coming up from 9 to midnight tonight, but we want to hear from you guys <laughs> Vibe check. Jay Casey, the man with the great Flacco song. We're going to hear from him in a minute. Uh, David, Michael, Paul, all you guys Lock next on 92.3 The Fan. the lines. Let's go. But first, guess what tomorrow is? Oh, we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.